Welcome to the sounds of Selwell from Mercury International. In this episode, Richard Hyam, International Sector Head, Financial and Professional Services, examines the issues and critical success factors in key account management. Richard, we've talked a number of times about the importance of gathering information for key account managers. Now, let's say I've gathered the information. What on earth am I going to do with it? Well, you better do something with it, Andrew, otherwise you're just going to be an educated fool. So, for sure. Thank you for that, Richard. I really appreciate (laughs) your support there. (laughs) It's okay, but it's true. I think there are a lot of key account managers who waste inordinate amount of time on gathering information. It's not just about information. It's about insight. It's not about what you know. It's about how you use what you know. Okay. So give us some tips then on using information as insight. Well, for me, it boils down to getting to the real issues that are at the heart of your key accounts business. Okay. If you can do that, you've changed the whole agenda. You, you've become different in the way that you're seen by your customer. Okay, so how do you go about that? Well, start by understanding how they go about refining their issues. I guess we've all been in meetings where there have been 20 critically important things have come out. Um, Everybody in the room knows we're never going to get around to addressing all of these. Sure. So the good leader will break that down into a reasonable number of issues and typically people would follow the idea of five plus or minus two so if you come out with less than three issues you're not covering the ground sure if you come out with more than seven issues you're never going to get it done so most organizations if you try ask them to identify their key issues will come up with five plus or minus two if they're serious okay So let's say with the relationships that I have and the understanding of the decision-making process that I've got, I've managed to obtain that agenda. What's next? Well, what you've probably obtained are the facts and maybe the opinions. I think your next task is to move the questioning down to really understand what the burning issues are. Now, some of those issues will be industry-specific and generic. Um, in the banking industry at the moment, what does custom, uh, what does a sales culture look like as opposed to a risk culture? Uh, how do we manage our cu- business-as-usual customers in a highly volatile economic environment? Now, you know, if you know the industry, that those are going to be hot topics yes, and issues. Sometimes that information sits on the website, maybe in the chairman or the chief executive's statement. Our focus for the following year will be this and this and this. Job done. Or maybe it's again on the website uh, where there'll be something about us and it'll talk about our vision and our values. Sure. Or it'll be a message that comes up again and again and again in investor presentations. But you may say, well, not all my customers have investor presentations and big websites and all the rest of it. So ask the people that you're talking to, what are the issues that are really challenging you at the moment? What's the business focused on? 
what I'm looking for here are when your contact, let's say it's the finance director or the sales director, when they go into a board meeting and there's the board agenda there, what are the things that come hell or high water they must cover off yep. in that board meeting? Okay, so this is real critical success factor territory that you're talking about, I guess. Yes, they will generate your critical success factors, but they are the critical success factors of your customer. Now, not sure. all of them will be ones that you can address, but it's really important that you understand what they are. Okay, so if I've got that understanding, what do I then do? Well, you do a number of things. First of all, you codify those. You get them written down somewhere. Their key issues are X and Y and Z. You validate them with your supporters, your coaches in the organisation. And then critically, every single approach, every contact, uh, every proposal, every idea you make sure addresses in one way or another those five, seven, three key issues and suddenly you'll find that your landscape changes is that because the the particular organization is seeing you as someone who communicates about things that are important to them absolutely i mean we use the phrase quite often of are you part of your key accounts relevant set do they see that you're really relevant to their business well if in everything that you do you demonstrate a link between what they know are their key issues and your solution You've not become a product pusher. You've become a relevant solution provider. Sometimes when they didn't even know a solution existed. Okay, a phrase that I've, I've heard in, in, this, in, in this area is value-based selling or value selling or added value selling. What's the link between what we're talking about here with the issues and critical success factors and that sort of territory? Well, it's critical and often it's overlooked. So we hear people talking about, well, I'm seeking to add value to my customer. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what their external and their internal drivers are and what the real issues are that they face, what are you adding value to? You're adding value into a vacuum. If you've got a clear picture of these key issues and you can demonstrate how your solution addresses these key issues, you are, by your very nature adding value adding value not just for now not just competing for share of wallet but also positioning yourself for the so-called wallet of the future okay richard i understand the importance of the issues and critical success factors to the key account manager but could you give me a practical example yes sure andrew i think the example i'd like to take is a large professional service firm where the chief executive was speaking to me and he said he'd recently been called in to meet the hr director of one of their largest clients, big UK supermarket. Okay. And when he went in, the HR director said, David, take a look at these three proposals. And he laid out three proposals from the firm. One was from one service line, one from another, another from a third. He said, I'm fed up with getting such diverse and different proposals. Sure. Are you one firm or are you still seven firms? That is um, going to be an uncomfortable moment, isn't it? Yeah, unfortunately, the relationship was good enough that the HR director had called up his key contact, the, the uh, CEO, and it was uh, it was dealt with. And there were some obvious things when they looked at it together. It was embarrassing. 
Some were in Word, some were in PowerPoint, some were uh, landscapes, some were portraits, some were 50 pages, some were five pages. The problem was that a number of them were competing for similar budgets. So it was like dogs fighting in a sack. It was just not good. There was very little consistency. But the other thing that came out was that there was very little in the proposals that was addressing the supermarket's key issues. And when David came back and we started to look at, well, what could we do to change that? I mean, apart from the obvious stuff of getting the look right, yeah, which sure. is critically important, by the way, in key accounts and getting one brand for the account, really important. What it came down to was, at the heart of it, was this lack of a real grip on the issues. So we came up with a plan to change that. And from that point on, we made sure that everyone involved in that key account understood what the real top issues were for that supermarket. Now, there were four or five, but a couple of them were, how do we win market share from two direct competitors? Yep, sure. That kept them awake at night. If the figures at the end of the month were lower than Exco, then bad news. And the second issue that came up again and again was how do you engage, motivate, retain largely low paid but extremely large workforce now there were other issues as well so what we did and what David insisted from that moment on was that every document every presentation from wherever in the organization talked about their view of what the firm's or that client's key issues were and in fact they made it a rule that you can't make a pitch without expressing the xyz view and we heard great comments from people saying, well, have we formed the XYZ view on supermarket A or supermarket B? And without that view of their key issues, no deal. Okay, they didn't go forward from there. That's right. And it was a deal breaker. You, you couldn't get corporate resources for a big proposal or a big pitch unless you could articulate our view of their top three, five, max, seven issues. Okay, good. If someone wants to know more detail then, Richard, how should they go about contacting you? Well, I'm happy to speak. I think this is a really interesting subject. So email me, richard Hyam at mercury.co.uk. Or if you'd like to have a chat about it, give me a ring, plus four four seven seven one two five eight eight seven five seven, and I'll be happy to chat. We'll be right back.